After generating over a million dollars in sales and selling one of her businesses with a single email, your host, Katherine Thompson, takes an unconventional approach to marketing and sales. So if you're ready to tap into a more powerful way to be seen, heard, and a sought-after entrepreneur in your industry without having to spend endless hours marketing your business and chasing clients, you're in the right place. Be the Sought-After Entrepreneur Podcast is here to help you ditch the cookie-cutter, one-size-fits-all approach to marketing and use your unique energy to effortlessly attract the most aligned clients. When you do this, you can spend less time marketing your business and and more time doing your soul work and enjoying the richness of your life. Welcome to Be the Sought After Entrepreneur Podcast. And here's your host, Katherine Thompson. Welcome back. I'm super stoked that you're tuning into this week's episode, and I cannot wait to dive into part two of how to really attract energetically matched clients. And if you listened to last week's episode, you heard me share one of the key pieces that I think a lot of entrepreneurs don't stop long enough maybe to consider when they're wanting to market and sell what it is that they're selling in order to attract the type of people that they want to work with. And this is more specifically aligned with service-based businesses, people that are working with other humans, and it might not necessarily 100% align with product-based businesses. However, I think it can. And by that, I mean, if you're not really solid on who you are, and ultimately what you stand for when it comes to your values, uh, what it is you're here to do, your mission, your vision. And if you're not fully embodying that, that's going to create static in your frequency, as I like to call it. And it's going to impact the type of people that come into your world. And that is where most people get hung up on. And that's what I shared with in last week's episode, because we put so much of our focus and our gaze outside of ourselves first. Who is it that we want to connect with? What type of people do we want to connect with? And we haven't really done that inner piece. And there might be unresolved shit there that needs to be worked through. And so if you haven't listened to that episode, I highly suggest that you do because today we're going to dive into how to really use and leverage marketing and sales strategies that are in 100% alignment with the type of people that you're wanting to connect with. And there's four types of buyers that I often guide my clients with and, and we develop strategies based on those types of buyers predominantly so that they can, one, be who they want to be and be in that fullest expression knowing that when they go to employ strategies, it's ultimately going to attract the right people. But what I do want to start this episode with is, number one, if you're a coach consultant, you know, and you're working in the service-based world, and you're working with clients, and you feel like right now that you're not attracting aligned clients, this is going to be of particular interest for you last week's episode, as well as this week's episode. So keep tuning in. Number two is, is, is that there's a lot of separateness in marketing language in general. And what I want to raise your awareness with is that I don't want this to be, you know, certain types of clients are not good clients. You know, we, there's a lot of rhetoric out there that's like, I don't, I don't want to attract those, you know, poor clients or bad clients or whatever, because I don't really truly believe that there are horrible clients or bad clients. Yes, there are clients that show up and might 
trigger you or piss you off or not do what they say they're going to do, blame you, project onto you, all of those sorts of things. But there's a reason why people do that. And I'm a firm believer that we are all in this human experience, just doing the best that we can with what we have. And when we create more separateness in our marketing, in our sales, in the way that we run our business, we start to dehumanize it in a way or create this illusion that we are perfect. And every mentor, every coach, every consultant, every business owner, every human walking this planet doesn't come without its faults. And we don't come without making mistakes and not getting things perfect or getting things right. And what often happens I see in the coaching world predominantly is a lot of judgment, judgment towards coaches that we've hired, judgment towards the industry, judgment towards clients. And that just creates more judgment, more uh, need for perfection, which is a total illusion. And what we see in others or judging others for ultimately we have within ourselves because we as humans are whole beings, right? We have, there's nothing to fix. We are all whole. We come with our flaws. We come with the things that we're really amazing at. And so before I share with you the different types of buyers, I want you not to go in with the lens of, oh God, I don't want to work with those people or, oh God, those would be really hard people to work with. Because I truly believe that the journey that you're on as an individual will indicate the type of people that you want to work with ultimately and call in. But at each level of buyer, coaching, consultant, service, help is required. And we all deserve it, regardless of at what phase of evolution or stage we are. There's no hierarchy here, right? And the minute we start to create a hierarchy of like, ooh, I don't want to work with those clients down there because they're X, Y, and Z, you've started to judge that particular group and you started to create separateness between you and them. And in reality, when I share this with you, you're likely going to resonate with all four of them at some point in your life. You were probably at that phase or stage and maybe you've moved past it or maybe you've regressed back to it in other elements of your life. And so I would just be, I invite you to listen to this episode with a level of openness and understanding and compassion for humans in general and that we are all out here just doing the best that we can And that we all come with faults and we all make mistakes. And this need for perfection and this demand for perfection uh, in other people or this demand for other people to show up in a way that we ultimately want them to is not the solution. And that in and of itself is going to help you release some of that control or static, but also help you release what you might ultimately be calling into your orbit without you even really knowing it, um, which is more judgment and persecution and you're right and I'm wrong. And the minute we can release that and we can just show up as we ultimately are and we can ask for what we want, it doesn't mean that we're going to get it. 
right? If we ask for what we want in a coach or a consultant, or we ask for what we need from clients, doesn't mean that we're going to ultimately get it. This is the journey of being in a service-based business, by the way, when you're working with other people, people are just people, right? And I, I truly believe that they're just doing the best that they can. And they don't wake up in the morning going, oh my gosh, how am I going to screw over my, you know, my coach or my mentor or the person that I've hired to do copywriting, or web design with, I mean, they're not trying to make it difficult. Um, you know, there are people out there, yeah, that that you know, might be hair pulling clients. But oftentimes, what I've realized is, is that there is a bit of a communication breakdown with how you communicate and with what how they understand that communication. And nothing more than that. And that they're really just doing the best they can with what they've got in that day and in that moment. So Let's dive in because there are four types of buyers in my perspective. And the reason why that is important is because marketing and sales strategies don't all work the same and they don't necessarily work with certain types of buyers. And so when you know who you are and what you stand for, and when you have a really rock solid offer, that's a full embodiment of who you are and that you really actually believe in that you're freaking passionate about, then you can start to really, you know, feel into and visualize the type of clients that you want to attract. And so I love using dating analogies. I think we've all dated at some point in our lives. Even if you have married your high school sweetheart, you probably dated them before you married them. So, and even if you don't, you might revel in your single friend stories on Tinder or Hinge or whatever, and the dating uh, woes that they've gone through. So I love to use dating analogies as a way to um, you know, give you an idea of how these people are going into making a buying decision or a choice, right? Because really, at the end of the day, buying is a choice that your potential clients are making a choice in whether they buy your product, or they don't, or they buy somebody else's, or they buy your service, or they don't, it's a choice, It all comes down to choice. And so what happens is, is we've got to understand where these people are when it comes to their mindset, when they're making these choices, what type of energy are they in when they're making these choices? And so the very first buying type, this is not in order of hierarchy. I'm going to say that throughout this entire episode. The first buyer is I can't live without you. I need you. I can't live without you. There's an attachment there that you are dating somebody hoping they will help you fill some type of void or solve some type of problem for you. A lot of traditional and mainstream marketing is designed for this buyer type, by the way. Um, David Hawkins, if you haven't heard me talk about it, created an energetic scale from zero to 1000. And the collective is vibrating at about a 200 to 10. Now consciousness is elevating. So that's rapidly changing. But mass media marketing was designed for the people operating at that 200 to 10. I have a problem I need fixing, right? Tylenol was created for that. You got a headache. Here's some Tylenol. I'll fix it. Let's not get to the root of it. Let's just give you sort of a band-aid solution in some regard to heal that immediate pain. That's where a lot of mass media marketing is designed. So um, heavy deadlines, uh, fast acting bonuses, discounts, deals, lots of heavy hitting sales, right? What ends up happening, these types of people, they need that, right? They're making a decision from a consciousness place of, 
I have a problem and I want it fixed now. So instant gratification was designed for these people, right? I want to make a million dollars overnight in business. We see this a lot in the online world. These are the instant gratification. And when things don't necessarily work out, they're going to maybe be upset or angry. Um, It's the, I love you today. You're the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, I need you. I can't live without you. But if you piss me off or you don't do what I need you to do, then I'm going to get angry and upset in the moment. And these, again, there's nothing wrong with these types of clients. It's just that this is the mindset that they're in when they're purchasing. And if you're using marketing and sales tactics and language that plays on FOMO or scarcity or lack, you're attracting those types of people. That is what mass media marketing was designed for. It was designed to tell us that we were missing something, that you know we needed to lose 10 pounds in order to land the, the, the guy, or we needed to have perfectly clear skin, or we would be considered ugly, or we need to have perfectly white teeth, or people wouldn't take us seriously. So that is what mass music marketing was designed for. And therefore, a lot of the rhetoric and messaging and everything that's being created online and offline has been designed to tap into that. I'm missing something. I need you to fill the void, aka I can't live without you. You are my missing piece or my missing the missing puzzle piece to my happiness. That is buyer number one. So if you're servicing those people, those are the type of strategies you're going to want to use. You're going to want to play off the lack. You're going to want to play off. They're going to have a lot of objections because they're living in lack mindset. Again, these are not bad people, right? A lot of the collective consciousness is actually vibrating at this vibration, hence the mass media marketing really being successful for these people. So for example, if you're a hypnotherapist and you're working with people in survival mode, then you likely need to market to these people in this capacity because that's what this these people are operating in. They're in pain, they're kind of in survival, and they're making decisions based on current circumstances, not where they want to go. And so future pacing them, we see this a lot in marketing, isn't going to work for them. Or it's going to create a lot of objections within them, hence why you need to bust a bunch of objections. Because when you future pace somebody that's in this mindset, they can't think beyond the next day or two or five days, right? They're so stuck in their circumstances right now, of like, how do I get out of it? And I need to get out of it now. I have a headache, I need to fix it. And so when you're like, oh man, if you drink water every day for, you know, the next five months, you'll never have a headache. Or if you move your body and, you know, and you'll have this beautiful life down the line, they're not thinking into the future that much. They're very much in the present and wanting to try to avoid that, you know, window of time, which is a very short window of time. And so you've got to, that's why deadlines work so well with these people because they're like, I need, I need this now. And I have four days to make a decision. Okay. I'm doing it. The thing is, is that those, then you have to structure your offer, your programs, all of those sorts of things, your products in order to achieve this immediate result. So for example, if you, if you're a coach and you're running a program, you're going to want those people getting results in like five or seven days. So this isn't the deep dive 
uh, life transformation style, right? They want to see immediate results. And if they don't, they're probably going to go into panic mode. And they're going to go, I need somebody else. I need to fix this other problem. I've got this other problem. That's the energy that they're going into the container with. And so if you can structure your programs where they get a result or a win, something they can celebrate really quickly, and, and continually have them celebrating things really quickly, then you're going to see some really happy customers. Now, the other thing about that is, is if you're selling a product, again, you're going to want that immediate result. So Tylenol, right? You want that headache to go away within an hour or two so that they're like, oh, it's working because these people are going to be hyper reactive to wanting to jump to get the next thing because they're trying to fill the void. Buyer number two, these are your people that are are like, I will do whatever it takes to make this relationship work. And they often do it at a cost or a sacrifice to themselves. So I was in this state in my brick and mortar. I was this person. I was like, I will turn myself inside out to make this business work. I will turn myself inside out to make this partnership work. However it is, I will do what it takes to succeed. However, it was at a cost at my own well-being, my health, uh, my wellness, all of it, right? And as you probably know, if you're not thriving internally as a human, like thriving wellness, mentality, emotional, all of that, that's going to be reflected out into the world. And so you can sustain that for a period of time, depending on your willpower and your grit. I did it for a big part of probably my adult life, to be honest, right? I was like pushing and grinding and I'll make these things work and I'll make relationships work that, you know, ultimately probably weren't aligned for me. And I did it at a sacrifice of my own well-being. And that's sustainable for a period of time until it's not, until you hit a burnout and everybody's different. So that capacity to hold that or to continue that on uh, will depend on the person. For me, it was about 36, 37 that I just couldn't do it anymore, maybe 38, uh, that it was just like, I can't do this, but it takes unlearning those patterns of why you need to turn yourself inside out to make things work and to strive for success in that way. So these people are really going to love you emulating your tenacity or your push or your effort, right? If you're showing up all the time on social media and you're, you know, pumping out content and you're telling people that they need to work hard and put in effort if they want to see results. And this is a long game. Business to me is a long game. I'm just going to be really frank with you, but when we use words like, so things like, um, if I hustle less, I'll make more will really trigger these people. And this messaging triggered the shit out of me when I first entered the online space. Cause I was like, this is bullshit. <laughs> You're telling me I can hustle less, like no working hard and putting in effort and working 15 hour days is what it takes to build a business. And that's the only path to success that I see that messaging triggered me but it triggered me in a way that got me curious about what's possible if I hustled less. So really showing these people in your messaging and your content that, you know, effort and work and putting in the hours and all of this pays off. These people like love Gary Vee, right? Because that's Gary Vee's messaging is like, you're not going to get anywhere in life if you don't work really hard for it. Uh, he also, you know, promotes posting like three times a day, just pump out content. It's quantity over quality in a lot of ways, right? It's just like churn out content, get visible on every platform possible. These are the people that are like, I will do whatever it takes to make it 
work. And so showing them and teaching them in that capacity or creating a product that, um, you know, like a workout product or something like that. You know, if you're trying to, I was just at a biohacking conference in LA a few weeks ago. And one of the things about biohacking is like, how can I hack my, and hack my well, wellness and well-being in a way to, you know, maybe cut down my physical activity or maybe cut down, you know, what I, the time I'm spending working out and so, those sorts of things, right? These people are like, I'm going to run a marathon or I'm going to train for a triathlon because, you know, this is going to help me stay in shape. Whereas, you know, somebody maybe a different type of buyer would be like, how can I cut down my workouts and still be in optimal shape? How can I still eat ice cream? but have a six pack, right? Those are a totally different buying type of people. The I'll do whatever it takes to make it work. They're going to listen to what everybody else is telling them. And they're going to buy into probably a lot of the status quo of what is the right way to do things. And they're going to check all of the boxes and they're going to succeed. So they're, they're, they're loyal as to you, right? They're loyal, loyal customers. When they latch on to you and they buy into what you're selling, they're going to be loyal. So they're really great customers to have. But if you're wanting to help people live a more simplistic life, or you're wanting to help people show them a different way of doing things, these people can be really stuck in the mindset of like, no, that's not really the right way. They might not be thinking 100% out of the box. However, it doesn't mean it's not possible. Um, I'm a very outside of the box thinker. I'm a rule breaker. But I was very much stuck in that paradigm in some capacity because that's what all I knew, right? I put in effort and worked hard. And I succeeded as a result of that. So I didn't know anything differently. So again, nothing wrong with these types of buyers. But if you're wanting to help these people, you know, be successful in their life and their business, and you want to do it based on hard work and effort, uh, your content, your messaging, your strategies needed to show that and you also need to embody and emulate that for them. Now, This is where it gets a little bit tricky. And I want to share this with you is that if you are the person that's, you know, sacrificing parts of who you are, or you're going all in on your business, but you totally forget about your life outside of your business, or you're forgetting about your life, um, you know, your relationships and different things like that, you're sacrificing all those parts just for the business. And, and you're emulating that as a business owner, but you're selling somebody on the fact that they can, you know, have tons of spaciousness and chill out and lean back and all these things. I'll teach you how to build a business in a really simple way, but you're showing up in the energy of being on social media all of the time, creating content all of the time, selling all of the time. I get as business owners, we need to sell. I get that. But I can promise you this, that you can attract clients into your business on a monthly basis, high ticket clients, low ticket, whatever, without having to sell. I did it in my brick and mortar and I'm doing it on my online business now. And I haven't shared hundred percent how I'm doing it in my online business yet, because I'm still ironing out what that looks like. And for me, being an integrity is not selling people on something that I'm going through the process of online. I created it in the offline world. That's exactly how I sold in the offline world. But I needed to recreate it and have the data and have the backing and to really fully embody it in the online space in order to be able to turn around and really share people, share with people why and how I'm doing this. So 
The next buyer is going to be, you have to check all of the boxes on my perfect partner list before I even entertain chemistry. So these are your people that are very logical, analytical. They're your thinkers. These are the people that think through everything. They can be overthinkers in a shadow perspective, right? They're going, ooh, is this the right decision? They're going to be the type of people that ask you for what is the return on investment. And they want to see results. They want to see how it's worked for other people. They want to see how it's worked for you. But they're they're making a decision from the logical first and then from the gut, which is the chemistry, right? So these are the types of people that love speed dating. Uh, if you've ever been ever done speed dating, because they, they're in and out. They're like, give me five minutes to figure out whether or not you check all the boxes. And if you don't check the boxes, I'm piecing out. I'm not wasting a moment with you. So using marketing and sales that is heavy objection busting or that, you know, is long and drawn out is going to completely deter them, right? They want the details. They want the facts. They want the information and they want to logically see quickly. So long sales pages uh, with a ton of information is going to Uh, really help solidify this. But also, if you can answer any of the questions that are going to come up when it comes to ROI or results or any of those sorts of things that they will ask you about it. So if you're selling a product, if your product is science backed or has any sort of backing to it, uh, influencer backed, anything like that, that's going to really speak to these people that are like literally checking things off a box. um, And wanting to know first and foremost upfront transparency. So they're going to want to know price. I know in the online space, um, there's this, you know, dance between do I share the price? Do I not share the price? Uh, do I share when the time, the call times are? Do I not share? These people want transparency upfront. If they have to go looking for shit, they out. They're gone. They're, they're, they're the go-getters, the ambitious people, and they will find somebody else that can answer those questions quicker. They also are like more likely in a really um, empowered decision making place. So they know what they want and they know that they need it and they know why they need it. They're very solid in that. They just don't know who is the right person for them. And so they're looking for the right person based on logic first, gut second. And then you've got when you know, you know, uh, there aren't really words that can put it into words. And these are your people that are likely not looking for a certain specific type. Like I need my partner to be, you know, six feet, at least six feet tall with blue eyes and blonde hair. They're not that specific. These are your feelers more than anything. So they feel viscerally on a gut level. They feel pulled to a certain direction. Um, and they follow that gut instinct. And it can be for, for dating perspective, you know, they could date a jock who's super fit. And then they could date a total uh, science guy who is totally not their type. And their friends will be like, that guy doesn't seem like your type. Or, um, you know, they're, they'll meet somebody in an airport and totally connect with them just randomly out of the blue and, you know, could potentially marry them in a week or so. These are your feelers. They're the people that just know that this is the direction they need to go and they're trusting it. And oftentimes they can't put it into words and it doesn't make sense to the logical buyer, right? The logical buyer is like, why are you doing that? And they're going, I can't explain it. They will likely never ask you 
if they'll make a return on investment. They're not going to ask that question like, what's my return and what are the results? Because they trust so heartedly in their gut that they know this is the next best step for me and I can't really put my finger on it. I just know I need to be in this space. So they are the types of people that are probably your lurkers a lot of the time in your space. And I know we can get really annoyed with these types of buyers because we're like, we just want them to engage on our content. These people are kind of sitting back, they're paying attention, they're taking stuff in, but they're waiting for that gut nudge to make a decision. And when they know, they know. So there's no selling to them. It's selling in a very subtle way. This is how I did it in the offline world of my brick and mortar and how I've really started to embody this in my online business. I'm highly intuitive. I'm kind of a split between logical and analytical. I I can dance in that world, but I very much, everything that has been of really great success in my life in a lot of ways that has come effortless has come because I've just had this knowing that I need to follow this path and I don't really know why, but it's going to take me uh, to where I need to go. And I just sort of trust that it's how I've built my businesses. It's how I've, you know, dated and found my relationships. Um, And so these are, again, if you're heavy hitting like objection busting or, um, deadlines, fast deadlines, uh, hard deadlines, uh, FOMO scarcity, these people are not operating in the scarcity, they're likely your big picture thinkers in a lot of ways, as I use the word thinker, but they're feelers. So they're probably got their head in the clouds a lot of the time. And they see things from a very different perspective than a lot of the world does in a lot of ways, because they just have these this knowing that they can't really explain. Um, and so they're following sort of like the breadcrumbs of the universe, if you want to call it. And their success has been probably done in a really unorthodox way compared to what we've been taught, right? If we go back to the beginning of this, that, you know, frequency scale, mass media is vibrating at about 210 to, you know, 220. These people, you know, are like the 350, 400, right? They're, they're hyper aware of what's going on. They have really great clarity. They can see through the weeds, so to speak. Um, and they're making decisions from a very grounded inner place. Um, and so they don't want to be sold to, they're the ones that can get irritated. You know, if there's a door to door salesman that wants to interrupt their, their space and try to sell them something, or they're getting cold DMS, uh, in the, in their inbox, they're the people that want to be seen and they want to know they're seen. And so if you're using content, like I said, that is very pain agitated or oriented, this is going to turn these people off. They want to know that you understand them from a where they're at, and to validate that, but they also want to be validated on their uniqueness, and how they see things differently and how they operate differently. They're very much about the full expression, the authenticity, I think we all are to some degree, but these people are like, I can't sacrifice who I am and what I stand for in order to do it this way. It doesn't mean that they haven't done that in the past, but they're the types that, you know, again, they're, they're, uh, when they know, they know. And then when it's over, it's over. And there's no sort of questioning that it's like a light switch goes off and they feel very deeply. So they can tell if the words you're putting out there and the language that you're using, 
um, match who you are at the core of who you are. And so these people often will get the compliment of like, you're so authentic and you're so real and you're so transparent because there's no facade kind of happening. There's no proving energy. There's no, um, needing to be right in any way, shape or form. They're, they're, again, they're, they're the feelers of the world, right? And so they feel deeply and they feel heavy and, um, and they, they want to feel something in your content. They don't want it to be scripted. They don't want to be, um, you know, they don't want it to be overly salesy, right? So storytelling is a really beautiful way to connect with these people on an emotional level, right? You want to connect with them on an emotional, a lot of, marketing and sales is done from logic, right? Brain-based, psychological, analytical. Now I'm not saying that those, that doesn't work, but if you're selling to the people that just know when they know, they're going based on a feeling and emotion. And so you've got to trigger that within them, in your content, in your emails, in your sales pages, there's got to be some emotion that is emitted outwards. And so when you're speaking from the heart, this will connect with these people a lot. When you're speaking from sort of this logic and like analytical, it feels very sterile to them. It feels very um, devoid of personality, right? Again, there's nothing wrong with any of these buyers, but it's how you sell to them is how it's going to really match the type of people that you're attracting. And what most people are taught is that traditional form of marketing because it's mass media, right? So everybody knows it. I was trained in it. I've applied it and employed it. But for the longest time, if you've been following me for a while, you know that I struggled with it. I was like, I just don't feel aligned with this. And that is because I'm such a gut knowing creature that I just know where I need to go, when I need to go, and I just do it. And it doesn't mean that in my life, I haven't cut parts of that off, right? I shared with you in my brick and mortar, I was like, I'll sacrifice, you know, what I can to make this work. And I did that for a lot of my life. And that's just because I come with this like proving energy of wanting to be a value. And my way of showing value is to give and oftentimes overgive and to be overly compassionate um, and empathetic for things that aren't really my business or my place, right? That's the feeler, right? So the, the empath, the highly sensitive, this is where these people sit. So if you're like a soulpreneur or somebody that's very heart centered and you're using sort of sterile, logical, analytical um, content, there's going to be a disconnect there, right? Because people, they're going to see you and get into your space and, and feel you and they're going to go, wait a minute, like the person I'm getting to know right now in this moment is not the content that's being put out and there's going to be a disconnect. It doesn't mean that you're not going to attract people. This is the other um, sort of downfall with a lot of the manifestation rhetoric out there. It's not an if and when, right? It's like you can be so out of alignment and still be highly successful, right? It's not that if I don't do this, this is going to happen. Or if I do this, this is going to happen, right? It doesn't work that way. I was so out of alignment in my brick and mortar and we still sold all the time. So it's not like it just stops you from selling it's or from making sales in your business. It's just doing it in a misaligned way is not going to feel good over the long run, right? So if you're operating, like I said, in that sort of like, I'm going to sacrifice parts of who I am, for me, I sustain that for a big part of my adult life. But I eventually burned out. And that's what will happen when you're not operating in the energy 
that you're um, naturally created to do or what you're here to do. And so these are the types of buyers, like I said, that you need to go, okay, which type of buyer am I servicing? And not from a oh God, I don't want to help those people. But like, ultimately, what are you offering? Right? Again, if you're a hypnotherapist, and your job is to move people out of survival, you've got to get really real with yourself and go, well, I'm going to be probably helping people that are stuck in this survival, they're making decisions based on circumstance, probably lack in the moment, and they might be really deeply rooted in some limiting mindset stuff. And therefore, I have to sell to meet these people. I can embody what's possible. I can embody what's possible for them, but I've got to put this into marketing and sales strategies that ultimately speak to these people in order for me to attract the right type of people into my space and the people that I ultimately want to help. And if you're the, you know, more of the feeler, again, you've got to infuse some heart and soul and emotion. And this is like no perfectionism, no highly scripted stuff, just from the soul. And that is why we were able to sell our brick and mortar with a single email. And people often are like, I need to see the copy for that. Like, show me the magic tricks. And I'm like, there's no magic trick. The sale happened well before that email ever went out. And it's because I cultivated real relationships with my customers. And so when we sent that email out to our list of 700, we had 11 interested buyers with two that were very serious who signed NDAs with one who ended up buying the business after just two and a half months, we had transferred ownership, which is a lot of the times really unheard of in in selling a brick and mortar or a physical business, because one, it was the height of COVID. So people like you'll never sell it businesses are closed right now. And nobody knows what the state of the world is going to be like in five or eight months, we've never gone through this. So the fact that we even had people that were interested in buying the business was like, you know, a shock to a lot of people. And it's because I created real relationships with my customers. And I got to know who they were. And I got to know their names and their kids names and things they were going through. And and we created a real relationship from that. So when that email went out, um, people wanted in on what it was that I had created. And the email was heartfelt. There was no like sales tactics or psychology used or clever hooks or anything. I think the headline said, you know, hey, it's been a while. And then it was this heartfelt message of the difficult decision we made to sell. And that to me was in alignment with who I am. It's heartfelt, right? It was real and raw and vulnerable. And it had nothing to do with how do I get the perfect hook on here so people open the email and how do I create some clever objection busting limiting belief stuff to get people to buy because that's not who I am ultimately. And that's not the vibe that I want to put out. And that's not really how I want to sell to people. Again, nothing wrong with that. It's just I don't want to sell to people in that capacity. I know I am here to help people who are a lot like me, that very heart centered, the feelers, right, who often have a hard time in business, because we are very emotionally charged and driven. And it's hard for us sometimes to, uh, you know, turn off our hearts and just be in our heads and and but we can get so stuck in our heads um, and overthink and make decisions in that same capacity. But so that is really in a nutshell how to start to really be in alignment with your people. Now one thing I do want to share with you too is 
you know, as you start to go, okay, what is my offer? What is it? Who is it really here to help? And how do I want to show up in all of this? Like, what are my values as a coach? And what is my coaching style? And ultimately, that sort of ecosystem or energetic frequency will help you attract really aligned clients. What I do want to share with you is, is that I also equally believe that if you're a coach or consultant, a service provider, that this is also going to be a bit of a learning process. And then it's not something that like, oh, if I just get all of these things tickety-boo into one big perfect aligned line, uh, life is going to be grand and I'm never going to you know, face any issues or turmoil within the services that I offer. And I don't believe that to be the case. I think, again, being part of this human experience as you evolve, so too will the people that you attract into your space, but so too will the offers that you're putting out there But I just think in general, you're going to hit roadblocks and bumps. And so the really big piece of all of this is, again, it goes back to you and that inner purpose. And I'm going to share more about this on next week's podcast about that whole unwavering commitment to yourself, to your purpose and what you're here to do, regardless of what's going on around you. Because I think this is another key element when it comes to success in business, especially as a heart-centered business owner who is very emotionally charged in a lot of ways, which is not a bad thing. This is not a bad thing. It's just that we can get rocked off of our uh, core really quickly when we get negative feedback or we get feedback that triggers us or we have a hater or a troll that comments or we have a client that complains. You know, As much as we stood in our service and the delivery of our product in the wine business, I mean, we had people that complained. That's just, I mean, to to produce wine at that capacity and not have a batch go bad or have a client that was took a batch home that ended up going bad in the bottle. I mean, that's impossible, right? And so again, that striving for perfection to never want to have a bad review or uh, uncomfortable complaint or feedback that is um, striving for perfection, but is also a bit of avoidance as well, right? And and trying to avoid any of the, the shaking that's happening. And so the more you can get into your core stability and the more grounded you can get into that, um, the more you're able to weather any storm that comes your way. And we're going to chat more about how to do that on the next episode, because it all really starts with alignment when you are grounded in what you're here to do and why you're here to do it and the type of people you ultimately want to serve. It's really easy to go, they're probably not my ideal customer or that somebody coming to me in a different stage of buying that really isn't who my human is, right? They're coming from a very uh, survival state. They might be blaming and projecting. That's just not really my vibe. And so it's really easy to move yourself out of that when you're grounded in who you are and what you stand for. So I can't wait to dive into that on next week's episode. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss when it drops. And if you liked this episode and you found it very helpful, I'd love for you to pop over on Instagram and let me know so I know that this uh, content is resonating with you and really helping you. Cheers. Thanks for listening. We'll see you right back here next time. You can also find us on social media at Creatively Owned and online at creativelyowned.com. Until next time, keep showing up as your authentic self.